Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Monday, February 21st. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk a lot about the college football playoff, the Nashville Predators, and some SEC basketball. We've got sort of good news, bad news, and like some okay news, basically in every one of these sports. But I would like to start today by saying thank you to everybody who showed up to Soup Sunday, sold out the event. We really appreciate it. Special thanks to the Kingston Group, of course, who donated their time to our kids, the organization that puts on Soup Sunday and helps children of Middle Tennessee. If you'd like to learn more about what our kids does, please check out the website, ourkidscenter.com. That's ourkidscenter.com. And again, thank you so much to Nashville, to the chefs, to the people that showed up for another unbelievable event sold out so much fun and uh, and we all got to stuff our faces with some of the most creative and amazing soups the city has to offer so again thank you nashville the biggest piece of football news college or pro over the weekend was the powers that be the conference commissioners the guys who run college football announcing that they are not going to be expanding their playoff until the end of the current contract which runs for four more seasons so there's some bad news and there's some okay news let's get this straight a bunch of really powerful people in charge of college football decided to announce last summer that they were going to try to put together an expansion plan. Then they released some information and some details, a lot of details, on that expansion plan, got everybody in the sport super excited and riled up about the potential for this, only then to have a bunch of these power brokers argue about the most petty nonsense and in the process completely torpedoed and submarine their chances at actually expanding the playoff. So now here we sit about a year later, all frustrated with no expansion in sight and four more years of the exact same stuff in college football. The health of the game is at stake. More teams need to be involved for longer. More fan bases need to be involved for longer in this sport to keep it as healthy as it possibly can be. And with every single league basically fighting for itself and what it wants, we didn't get as college football fans or the sport what it needs, expansion of the playoff to make more football games more meaningful and allow more teams opportunity to get into the playoffs. It doesn't mean those teams are going to win anything. They just need to be able to get in. So that's the bad news. All these really important people got us all excited about a really cool idea and then and then pulled the rug out from underneath us because they couldn't agree on stuff that's actually pretty stupid. Things like automatic bids and home playoff sites and how big the playoffs should be. Here's the somewhat okay news, especially for SEC football fans, and for most of you listening, this is what you'll care about. The SEC is fine either way. The SEC wins either way. The SEC wins if it sits right at four just the way it is right now. They just had their third meeting in the national championship game in the last 10 years of two SEC teams, 2011, 2017, and this past season. Four different SEC programs have won a national championship since 2010. This conference has dominated the sport and will continue to dominate the sport no matter what the size of the playoff is. If it expanded to 12 or 8 or 6 or 14, it was a win for the SEC. But the only conference that wins by it staying at 4 is the SEC. So you SEC fans, don't stress it. doesn't matter to you. You still have an easy path to get not one but two teams into the playoff. And as it sits currently, this format still benefits the conference in a huge way. So the SEC just called everybody's bluff and said, fine, you don't want to expand? You want to argue about petty nonsense? We're just going to sit right here at four and keep dominating the sport the way we have for the last 25 years. And until they all get their act together, this is where we're going to be in college football. The good news is, is in theory, if they can all just come back to the negotiating table, 
even though they put out the press release saying they're not going to expand, I suppose they could just find a way to agree and expand and announce it at any point. So there's always that to consider. The SEC and college basketball in the state of Tennessee got very interesting over the weekend. And no, it didn't involve any post-game coach-on-coach violence. If you know, then you know. Tennessee fell on the road against number 23 Arkansas on Saturday in a very hard-fought loss. The Vols could not make any shots, in particular from behind the arc, were in foul trouble for most of the second half, and just came up short against a quality opponent on the road. In the process, the Razorbacks moved ahead of Tennessee, or at least took the tiebreaker, for third place in the conference. The Vols are only one game back of Kentucky for second place and just two games back of Auburn for first place, who lost its second game in two weeks to tighten up the regular season SEC race. Auburn lost on the road to Florida. But the most important thing to remember for Tennessee is that this loss doesn't really do anything to impact their resume or seating with the committee. A relatively close road loss to a top 25 team? The committee actually might like those and certainly does not hurt you for it. This Vols team simply needs to handle its business, beat Missouri and Georgia on the road, beat Arkansas at home in the season finale, and then no matter what happens against Auburn at home next weekend, well, this team is likely to snag a top four seed. A win over Auburn is totally house money and actually moves Tennessee up in the rankings with yet another elite victory. As long as this Vols team doesn't suffer obviously bad losses, Georgia, for example, or in the first round of the SEC tournament, or both, there's still a really good chance this team lands a top four seed. I think they've done enough so far to date to build a really quality resume. So no real concerns for Tennessee fans despite the loss to Arkansas. The Vanderbilt Commodores are starting to make some headlines as well with yet another win in the SEC, this time over Texas A&M over the weekend. It's Jerry Stackhouse's sixth SEC win of the season, which is the same number of conference wins he had in his first two seasons on West End combined. Vandy is one game back of fifth place in the conference. You heard that right. Vanderbilt basketball is one game back of fifth place in the conference at 6-8 and eight on the year. They're 14-12 and 12 overall, and they have four winnable games to finish the season. The Commodores will host number 25 Alabama on Tuesday in a huge game for this program at Memorial Gymnasium before wrapping up with Mississippi State on the road, Florida at home, and Ole Miss in Oxford. With the way Scottie Pippen Jr. is playing, a split in their final four is totally possible and would give this team eight SEC wins which no matter how you slice it or how you define it, is a sign of major progress for Jerry Stackhouse and the Vanderbilt program. The Nashville Predators lost their fourth straight game on Friday night in Carolina and gave up a bunch of goals again, and it won't be back on the ice until Tuesday evening against the best team in the Eastern Conference, Florida. Nashville is now 4-7-2 in their last 13 games and have fallen to fourth place in the Central Division. There is bad news and somewhat okay news. First, the bad news. This team is playing the worst stretch of hockey it has played the entire season. It has fallen behind St. Louis and Minnesota, as well as Colorado, of course, in the Central Division, and has played more games than every team ahead of them in the standings, making catching them all that much more difficult. Nashville has quickly gone from challenging for a division title to a wildcard team. And two teams from the Pacific Division have actually caught the Predators as well, so now they're sixth place in the conference. All of that sounds pretty bad, so how could there be any somewhat okay news? Well, number one, this sort of backslide was expected at some point. Colorado is just too good, and they now have the best record in the NHL. The Blues and Wild have been playing at a higher points-per-game clip all season long, and now that is finally reflected in the standings. And any good hockey fan knows that rough patches and rough stretches of bad hockey are simply part of the sport. 
This Predators team has banked enough points in the first half of the year that it can withstand a bad stretch and still not only make the playoffs, but still could absolutely avoid being a wildcard team by finishing in third place in the division. And oh, by the way, this team still has UC Soros, the best collection of goal-scoring forwards it's maybe ever had, a solid top-six defense group that's among the best in the NHL, and a schedule loaded with chances to take points from teams ahead of them. With 32 games left to go in the regular season, everything this Predators team wants to accomplish is still very much ahead of them because we have a very, very, very long way to go. 30 games in the NHL is an eternity. Puck drop on Tuesday night against the Panthers is at 6 p.m. And a reminder that Pecorine is getting his jersey retired on Thursday evening against Dallas. That one at 7.30. He will be the first Nashville Predator to have his jersey retired in franchise history. As a side note, I was at Nissan Stadium for the Soup Sunday event. Got a look at all the progress that's going on right now with the stadium series and from the photos all over the interwebs last week. It looks like it's going to be pretty awesome. And the weather might actually cooperate. It might actually be chilly on Saturday night. So we got a couple of huge benchmark games, Pecorine's jersey retirement, and an outdoor game all this week for Nashville Predators fans. So make sure you check out the gold standard every single week covering the Nashville Predators right here on the 440 Sports Network. Thank you guys all for listening. My name is Braden Gall. You can follow me on Twitter at Braden Gall at 440 Sports on Twitter and Facebook. Check out the YouTube as well. Again, share the show. We really appreciate it. Again, thank you all for listening. This has been the 444 Monday, February 21st. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.